Good morning. I want to thank you for once again joining me as we continue our study in the Gospel of Mark. This morning, we'll be reading chapters 5, 6, and 7. And what that will do is that's going to finish up Act 1 of the Gospel of Mark. I will remind you, as I have from the beginning, that the Gospel of Mark is divided up into three different acts. The first act is chapters 1 through the middle of chapter 8. And it's asking the question, who is this Jesus? And Mark has a very simple and yet profound answer that he gives all the way through this opening act. Who is this Jesus? He is the Son of God. And so he's going to be proving that all throughout even the chapters today, this morning. The next act will begin tomorrow in chapter 8. And act chapter, the, the second act is simply this. Well, what do the disciples believe about Jesus? We, uh, we can get kind of who is this Jesus and how everyone's asking it and we can get Mark's question, but what do the disciples believe? And you're going to see that they believe some very, very right things, but they don't get all the things. And so then Act chapter 3 will start. That'll be verses, or excuse me, chapters 11 through 16. And that's really asking, well, what is this kingdom of God that Jesus keeps talking about? How is he going to be bringing about this kingdom? And so let's dive into our study this morning. Again, we're going to be in chapters 5 through 7. And we are still asking the question, who is this Jesus? Who is He? That's the main question that Mark is dealing with. And really, in Mark chapters 5 through 7, we just see a boom, 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 boom uh, uh, scenario of proofs that Jesus really is the Son of God. We see in the beginning of chapter 5, verses uh, 1 through 20, that Jesus heals a man with a demon. Whom else but the Son of God can have power over spiritual forces? We see then following in chapter 5, verses 21 through 43, that Jesus heals a woman who is sick and raises Jairus' daughter. Whom else but the Son of God has power over sickness and death? But remarkably, remarkably, we see that all of these things are taking place. People are witnessing it. But that Jesus is still being rejected. When chapter 6 starts off, it says, When He went away from there and came to His hometown and His disciples followed Him, on the Sabbath day He began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard Him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? What is the wisdom given to him? How were such mighty works done by his hand? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown, and among his relatives, and in his own household. It says, and he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Let me pause quickly there. Because there are some people who make a big deal out of that statement in uh, chapter, chapter 6, verse 5. It says, And he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. 
And there are preachers and pastors, even one very famous one named Stephen Furtick, who says, do you see how unbelief can even stop the power of the Son of God? Do you see how unbelief is so powerful that it can put a damper on even the power of Jesus? That is not what is being said there at all. Mark is making a dramatic case that Jesus is the Son of God. He has power over spiritual forces. Demons are, when He is casting them out, saying, You are the Son of God. He has power over sickness and death. We're going to see more things proven throughout there. So what is happening here? Well, we see people are rejecting Jesus. He stands in the synagogue. He teaches. And people are offended at Him. What are you going to do when you get offended at a speaker, at someone that you reject? Are you going to stick around to see them or to be around them anymore? No, you're going to leave. Do you know what you're not going to do to this man who is the Son of God? You're not going to bring your sick, your sick or loved ones to Him for healing. You're going to deny Him. You're going to reject Him. And he could do no mighty work there. Why could he do no mighty work there? Because no one was coming up to him. No one would come to him for mighty work. No one was wanting him to be miraculous and to be the Son of God in their presence. And just in case we get the thought or we get the fear that, oh no, our unbelief can lock up the power of God and it can render it useless, Mark doesn't leave it with, and he could do no mighty work there. What he does say he could do no matter work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. The emphasis there is not on what Jesus could not do, but what the people would not bring to him for him to do. Everyone who was brought up to him, the few sick people that were brought up, he laid his hands on them. He healed them. It's unbelievable the rejection even in the presence of His mighty works, even in the presence of His clear teaching, how they reject Him. Mark continues on. He goes through. He shows in chapter 6, verses 30 through, uh, 30 through 44, excuse me, that He feeds the 5,000. Jesus has the power over the material things. In uh, verses 45 through 62 of chapter 6, He walks on water. We see He has power over the elements we see that He has power again over sickness as chapter 6 is drawn to a close. We see that people are placing their faith in Him, that they are trusting in Him, that they are coming to Him, but it's met with rejection again. At the beginning of Mark chapter 7, verses 1 through 23, we see the, the rejection of the Pharisees and the scribes. But Mark is asking the question, as we see the faith of the, the woman in verses 24 through 30, as we see him heal a deaf man, deaf man at the end of chapter 7, verses 31 uh, through 37, whom else but the Son of God could do all these things? And how much madness does it take to reject Him? So, 
I hope you have enjoyed this deeper look into the Gospel of Mark. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow morning as we continue our study.